I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching great films. But we don't get to watch as many as we used to because we're dads. So we've made a super duper podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. What do you want? Is it a wheat beer? <laughs> we didn't know. Uh, it is a American Pale Ale. Oh, nice! This guy, quite nice. I'm not into my wheat beers. I'm really not into like Belgian beers. They all smell like a farm. Okay. It's horrible, it's quite, horrible stuff. Belgian. No, yeah. no. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Not for me. Not for me. Hi, Greg. Hi. Looking very comfortable on the floor. Oh, I do feel very comfortable. I've to say I've just had a very long, hard day of work. And <laughs> I kind of feel like I don't want to sit like upright on a chair. Do yeah. This. I want to actually nice. feel, um, yeah, like I'm resting. But so. we're being positive, Greg. We're being very oh. positive because from listening back to last week, we were a bloody miserable guest <laughs> we? until we got in, <laughs> until we got into the musical bit. We were just winging. Oh, yeah. So yeah, but, we had a- we had a lot of nice feedback about last week. People mm. liked us having Mark on. So, we are going to get so many, yeah, so many people have asked for Mark back on the podcast, and we will definitely do that. We're already planning ahead for like a like a um, like a film score and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So Mark is. I think Mark would be more happy about doing that than musicals. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bit where it was the bit where we uh, we invited him on to speak about m- musical films, and he comes on and goes, "Yeah, I don't I don't really like watching films about music." Uh, it just puts me off. It's like, oh. uh, good one, Mark. Good one, as always. But again, thanks yeah. again to Mark last week yeah. for being awesome. Yeah, everybody yeah. loved it. Everybody definitely yeah, nice loved it. Yeah. Um, how have you been? How's your week? How's your weekend? All this good. Stuff? Well, yeah. We, well, we oh. we had to get we had to get together on uh, oh. Sunday morning, didn't we? We did. We little... got all about that. If I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of sunshiny meetup. Me and we did. It was absolutely lovely. The yeah. the dads and kids, yeah, Sunday, nice little Sunday morning journey out to uh, Manchester Airport. What was it called? The was it Runway, runway Park or something? Yeah, Runway Visitor Park. Yeah, Runway it's Visitor really Park. Expensive parking. <laughs> <laughs> really expensive parking. And genuinely, I, so yeah. So Greg and I took the kids to the Man- Manchester Airport. Like, yeah, you can see the planes oh, take yeah. off and there's some other planes and things like that. Playground. And the stuff. kids thought, yeah, the kids thoroughly enjoyed themselves. And uh, we were there for a few hours. <laughs> As we're leaving, I went and paid. And uh, I rang Greg, who was a few cars behind me. Just watch out for that guy at the uh, the desk. He's got a stripy jumper, a stripy jumper, and a mask on. Because he said, uh, he said, yeah, that that that'll be ten pounds, please. <laughs> ten pounds, ten pounds, please, mate. It's like for uh, for what? Like, did we get anything else? And he was like, no, no, you were there. Two hours, 48 minutes, 10 pounds. <laughs> and I just looked at him and sighed, <laughs> contactless, and then fed off. <laughs> and then rang me in disgust. Yeah. yeah. What, what else have you been up to? What, are you doing? Um, what else have you been this weekend? Just sort of met my sister um, in a little beer garden. <laughs> For the, the first time. <laughs> ever. Met my sister, a <laughs> long lost sister. sister. She lives in Ashton, believe it or not. <laughs> no, I met up with my sister and my brother-in-law and uh, the kids and we had, um, well, on the Saturday, we went and just got a Costa, <laughs> which was You, you got a Costed? We got a Costed, yeah. Like chai latte. <laughs> and then on Sunday, we did the same, but we met at a, in a beer garden and a couple of pints, let the kids play. 
fantastic pair. Beautiful. Enjoying our freedom while we've got yeah. it. We had any messages and stuff this week, Greg? Well, um, yeah. So, you know, regular listener Soz. Uh, yeah, regular listener uh, Soz. Yeah. Um, Posty Soz loves to listen to us on his uh, on his post round. Yeah. And uh, so his... I'm going to seriously. Basically, his wife is is the reason we call Uncle Ken Uncle Ken. Uncle Ken. Anyway, she'd uh, she'd been to see she'd been waiting to see Tenet for mm. ages, and uh, you know when it first came out, she was waiting until the opportunity when they could have babysitters see Tenet, and they were really looking forward to it because Uncle Ken's in it for one thing, and yeah. they're fans of Chris Nolan films. So Friday, they finally got to go and see Tenet, and. Um, Kim came out of the cinema, and uh, this is the, the story, uh, the Instagram story that she posted afterwards. Nice little date night. Just went out for a nice meal. And uh, Greg, you'll love this. Um, we just went sent into the film. We went to watch Tenet, and we've just been sent into the wrong screen. So we walked into the film thinking it had just started. And it was the last half an hour. We've just watched the last half an hour of a film. Can't find my keys. So we've spoiled the whole film. Now I don't want to watch it. So, sorry Uncle Ken. Ruined the film. <laughs> I love how she calls him Uncle Ken. Absolutely Uncle Ken, gutted. Like, you would I'd be, be gutted, wouldn't so... you? Well, what a film to have ruined for you by being sent into the film by the wrong screening and walking into the last half an hour of all the films, Tenet, that you've, you know, everyone is saying, just going cold, you don't want to know what happens, everything like that. And she goes in and that happens. It's like absolutely gutted. And it's it's kind of, it's one of those, it all kind of comes together at the end, but you obviously, (laughs) you need to have watched the whole thing for it to make sense. But it still is kind of like, (laughs) like ruined the entire thing. Seeing this one thing out of context, yeah. Which won't make sense. No. There's no possible way you could go back now and watch it and have like the same, you know, a good yeah. experience from it. So yeah. oh, I felt exactly. when I saw that, I felt so sorry for it. But, but the other thing as well is, um, like, if the with the first, if you thought it's perfectly understandable with Tenet to have seen the last half an hour of yeah. it. And mistaking it for the first half an hour of it. Yeah. I because know, yeah. you're so baffled for the first half an hour of it that it could have been the last <laughs> half an hour. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, um, she, she went on and told me the story about how she was kicking off with the with the cinema and, uh, you know, they weren't being too sort of uh, sympathetic, even though it was their mistake. Do you know who I am? am? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then anyway, a couple of days later, um, I'd seen she'd been at the cinema again. And it was in the daytime, and I messaged you. Uh, I messaged her and said, uh, "So, what have you seen today at the cinema?" And she said, "100 percent Wolf." You know this like new oh, animated gosh. kids film that's yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I said, "Oh, is it uh, any good?" And she said, "100 percent Dog." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, after she'd done that Instagram story, I said, oh, "I'm borrowing this for the podcast." So yeah. after she said that, then I said, "Again, I'm borrowing this for the podcast." So <laughs> you know, she knows she knows I'm like this. So uh, I like the yeah. uh, I like this sort of. That's a good, solid, honest review, that. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. <laughs> um, so cheers, Kim, for your contribution. Yeah, thanks, Kim. Amazing, amazing. So Jack messaged us and said, Evening, lads. Playing a bit of catch-up with the pods this week. Don't know if it was last week or the week before when you touched on Tom Hardy Bond stuff. 
was wondering, when you hear the name James Bond, which actor do you see in your mind's eye? Probably a generational thing. Which of the six epitomizes Bond for you? What do you reckon? Of the six of, of James Bond. I mean, so for me, we've got Sean Connery, we've got um, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, yeah. Timothy Dalton, uh, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. Well, well, I mean, there's different reasons why different people might have different ones here. For me, when I was growing up, like probably the first Bond I saw was Goldeneye. Mm, uh, because the best, it, the came, best bond it, it came out around the same time as well. I don't think Pierce Brosnan's the best Bond, but when I think of Bond, mm. that's the James Bond I think of. Well, I asked, I asked Max, my wife, this, and she was like, "Yeah, Pierce Brosnan," because it was, it was Pierce Brosnan when I was growing up. For me, it's Daniel Craig, and I, I'm not again. I'm not saying he's the best Bond. He definitely brings certain aspects to it that other people didn't, and he's a, he's a fantastic Bond. I think it's more because it's it, he's just the current one, and I think. Maybe if you ask me in five years' time, I may have a different, you know, a different answer yeah. for you. Um, yeah. I find that really interesting. It's like when you close your eyes, who's Batman? It's Bale, me, without doubt. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, Same yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite interesting. Yeah. I quite, I, I'm interested to see what other people think about that. So uh, yeah. let us know. Send us a message and, and definitely let us know. Um, <laughs> I had a message off my my sister Julia this afternoon, and. Um, so basically, when, whenever I see her, she always says, right, give me, uh, and I, you know, we see each other every you know, week or so, whatever. Um, yeah. She says, right, g- give, me, um, give me a film recommendation for the boys. So that as, as we mentioned in, in previous podcasts, the twins are four, Finley six, okay? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're kind of going off animated films a little bit. So you know, family-friendly live-action films. So what I recommended to them this weekend was uh, Inspector Gadget from the 90s. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah, a good yeah. film, but I think the kids yeah. love it. Flubber was another one oh, that I recommended Flubber. to them. Uh, because a lot, of, a lot of the ones I'd recommended, they, they'd already seen. As, for yeah. example, she showed the Mace Ventura and she was like, yeah, that, that was, <laughs> yeah, was not... Uh, was, yeah. <laughs> was not... And it's, uh, it's not aged well either, actually. In no, some def- sort of definitely, theme, definitely not. Um, however, I got this message off of this afternoon and it really made me giggle. Um, we had to tell the boys that Johnny English is Mr. Bean's twin brother. As they cannot get, as they cannot get their heads around the fact that it's an actor. <laughs> it's almost like that episode of Friends, isn't it? With a with Joey's Doctor Drake Ramore, and he's he's got that fan who thinks he actually is Doctor Drake Ramore. <laughs> yeah. And they turn on the telly, and she's looking at him and looking at the telly, and she goes, "How did you get here so fast?" <laughs> well, I suppose yeah, that's another reason why, like, for kids will gravitate to animated. Yeah, so easy. Not just the couple of really that, but thought about it like it's that. quite that's, problematic it's for hilarious. a kid to think that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Johnny English is Mr. Bean's twin brother. Fantastic, Amazing. fantastic. Um, so, thank you very much for your messages, guys. Keep them coming. If you have any funny film experiences, send them in. Uh, any you know um, profound thoughts on while she, while you're watching a particular film, please let us know. We really, really love hearing from you. Yeah. So, Greg. Yeah. What's coming up on the show? Cue the music. Next up, we're looking at Cats, which was our detention for not doing our homework last week. Then we've got the news. Um, then we're going to do a, a, have a bit of a chat about our fantasy recast, something which, which, which we've been asking you guys about on social media. Then we're looking at a new Netflix release of Noah Holmes. Our So Solid view this week is The Good Dinosaur. Our Dirty Dozen this week is American History X. And we'll be setting some more homework for next week. 
The Good Dinosaur, followed by American History X. (laughs) (laughs) Only on Dad's on Film. (laughs) Yeah, imagine if I'd mixed them up and set recommended American History X to my sister. Firstly, we did we didn't do our homework last week, did we? We were supposed to watch. No, Stalker. we did not. We did uh, not. So we we, I, we put ourselves in detention, and yes. uh, we what to watch a film which we knew we weren't going to like, and that is Cats twenty nineteen yeah. uh, cinematic adaptation of the of the Andrew Lloyd Webber stage show musical. Yeah, um, musical nineteen eighty one. The the uh, musical first premiered. Now now uh, it's worth saying as well. We had every intention of watching Stalker again this week. But we've just not had the time, have we? Neither of us. And also, it's two hours, 43 minutes. We yes. will watch it. But Very do you know long. what? Sin- <laughs> but I've since heard great things about it. Yeah, yeah. Incidentally. And it's in, you know, it's in IMDb's like top, well, it's in the top 250. I'm not sure where mm. it is. But like, uh, you know, it is something we definitely will watch. I promise you, Cameron. Uh, but we've not got around to it this week. But we have endured cats. Um <laughs> In fact, uh, I, I'm sat in my lounge now on the floor, and um, uh, I've—I <laughs> don't know why I've done this to myself, but I've put it on on the TV. It's on mute oh now, dear. right in front of me. Uh, so I've just kind of got it playing whilst we're talking about it. You—you uh, you took down more thoughts than I did, so I'm going to let you kick off. Yeah, with, uh, your thoughts on cats? Go on. The, these are sort of thoughts. It is the ramblings of a madman because I felt like a madman whilst watching this film. I think it's it's worth mentioning, okay, there were a lot of horror stories from the, about this film, okay? So the one of the big ones was the visual effects artists. So a lot of the visual effects artists have come out and said, like, it was one of the worst experiences of the lives, of the careers working on this film. They were working 90-hour weeks. Um, a lot of them were sleeping under their desks oh, wow. to basically get this, get this, um, this film finished on time. And so, as we so, kind of said, sorry, go on. I was just going to sort of give a bit of setup about Tom Hooper. Yeah. So yeah. Tom Hooper. Well, I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to get onto that in a second. So, yeah. um, and basically, they they were saying that Tom Hooper, who's the director, was a bit of a tyrant toward like towards them um, with regards to these special effects because let, let's you know without doubt this is a spe- very very heavy special effects film. Um, is it is it sorry just to get get it right because after our conversation with Ross, is it special effects or visual effects? Oh, it's vis- okay, visual effects. All right, yeah. all right. The well-known thing is that they had a particular re- release date in mind, which was December last year, and they rushed to get a copy of the film, a sort of version of the film complete and into cinemas. And then when it started getting terrible reviews, whilst it was in the cinemas for the first few weeks, Tom Hooper was still editing another version of the film which he then basically slipped into cinemas and replaced with the original um how can you do that like exactly even allowed well i don't know but this is the thing that's why there's a lot of different cuts online of this film where there are very blatant continuity errors there are some visual effects that are not finished and this is why i was joking about it last week the the uh the The anus cut let's put it that way um Another interesting thing to maybe note is this film has been critically panned, okay? Yeah. However, 2010, okay, Tom Hooper won Best Director. And then in 2020, 
the cats won the golden raspberry at the raspberry <laughs> uh, the razzies for the worst film. Wow, like, wow, what, wow. What, what a fall from grace and we said this last week Les Mis is by no no means perfect but it is a it is a very impressive film i think you know visually yeah. and you know some of the performances are incredible to follow uh well he did the danish girl but then to kind of follow that with with this it is baffling it is truly <laughs> truly baffling um I'd like to read you the uh, the sort of plot summary from the internet, yeah. and if you, let's let's just see, you know, if we can decipher what any of this means. Okay, here we yeah. go. A tribe of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heavy side layer and come back to a new Jellicle life. What the? F- <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, does it? <laughs> It's like, it doesn't mean oh my I mean, God. Just because something, I don't, I've not seen it on stage and I don't think you have either, but it obviously is famous on stage and, you know, mm. it's, it's a long-standing sort of West End stage show. I think it's probably been Broadway as well. And um, just because something works on stage doesn't mean it should be, it should be done for film. But I mean, I, from what I, I can imagine on a stage, it's something that everyone has a jolly good time. And I'm sure mm. everyone who goes has a jolly good time watching the dancing and listening to the music. But I, that does not translate on here for a few reasons, mainly because, because of all the visual effects, because of all the CG, um, I've, you're watching it thinking, I've got no idea what part of what I'm watching is, performance and which part There's, is yeah production. well even before we get into the visual effects and unfortunately there's quite a lot to say about the visual effects there, there's like no plot to this film. I, th- I think from what i can gather there is a cat who is dumped at the beginning joins this gang of cats called the jellicle cats that means nothing nope that is nonsense yeah. and then basically what these cats are doing is put almost like performing to another like the queen cat i don't know uh judy dench and she will choose one of them at this ball who will then basically ascend to heaven and then be reincarnated (laughs) what the what what is this (laughs) what is this oh my god andrew lloyd webber's been smoking a doobie yeah you can tell Um, you bloody pcp or something in the early 80s jesus christ interestingly lloyd webber has said said about this he's 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 been careful with his words, but he's basically said, <laughs> I, wish, I wish they'd have involved us in some way. But well, just, he wrote they... some new songs for it. So let's talk about the visual effects. Yeah. They, I, feel, I feel horrible saying this because it, it's, it's, it's very clear that people have worked very, very hard on it. And again, from the stories we've heard, you know, people have worked long, long hours. But these visual effects are terrible. Oh. Like, absolutely terrible. Yeah. It looks like it points... Somebody, you've literally just like photoshopped the face, yeah. taking you know, taking it from a from a video, whacked it onto this this like on this like weird anthropomorphic like cat body, and it's just so jarring. The, sometimes the heads will move and the faces are, they move slower. Sometimes the old the faces look really squished. Um, the physics are just all wrong. Um, there's points when they'll jump and you can just tell that they're on a wire and they kind of float across. But it's not like a graceful thing. It just looks really strange. The whole um, almost like size, like the ratios of the size of the cats just changes throughout yeah, the film. Odd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the bits they'll be sat set on a, around they'll be sat on a, Yeah. They'll be sat on like a chair. And obviously it's a big chair and it looks about right. 
And then there's one point where they're walking down a uh, like a train track, and the train track is massive. So that I'm like, you think these cats must be three inches tall? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just. But the thing is, if I'm so bothered about that, just little things like that, it's just showing you how terrible, terrible this film is. Another yeah. note I wrote was just WTF is going on. Um, they've just filmed the musical, and and yeah. I think that's what's the problem with it. It's like. It's overly dramatic. I don't know musicals are, but it, li- it literally, like me, me and Max were watching it. Max was just like, it just feels like I'm just watching this, you know, they've just filmed it on the stage sometimes. Yeah. I don't know they haven't, but it's just overly dramatic. They needed to kind of tone it all down slightly. The music is just straight from the 80s. They could have maybe tried to, you know, it's very like, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's like, it's so dated. Uh, I just put the music is shit. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, another big thing is there. there is somebody in this world who I hate almost as much as Jared Leto. Um, Go on. And he, he appears in this film. It's uh, massively, so. massively talented James Corden. Yes. Oh, wow. Any film is in, he is in. You're in for a treat there, guys. <laughs> um, what the f*** is a jellical cat? Here are some lines from the film. You ready? Cat got your tongue? Oh, yes. Yeah. Stop milking it. Look what the cat dragged in. (laughs) Uh, Here's a lyric, right? Here's one of the lyrics from the song, right? Listen to how catchy this is. We can assign happiness. The past experience revived in the meaning is not the experience of one life only, but of many generations. Not forgetting something that is probably quite ineffable. You know the words. Come on. Oh my word. Tap along. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, how you, you don't hear any yeah. sort of icon, iconic cat songs. Well, there's, 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 there's Memories is the big one. Yeah. And then Mr. Was it Mr. Mistopheles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor Swift has got a terrible, terrible English accent. However, Jason Derulo has got a brilliant English accent, which is really, really, really weird. I wouldn't kind of put it that way. And then the last thing I would like to leave you with with this film, if you're, if you're still on the verge of thinking, you know what, I am going to give it a go. I'd like to just want to say this. Seeing Ian McKellen drinking milk from a saucer is something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... We watch Cats, Greg. <laughs> This thing, I mean, you know, when I said last week it was on BFI player for a pound, that was some weird 1964, like, Uh. weird sort of like documentary film about cats. I mean, so I watched it last night. For me, it was more dreadful than I imagined. It's uncomfortable (laughs) to look at, like you said. Um, The furry bodies are like just grotesque, like weird. I don't know what they didn't, if they're using that much CG, they didn't have to make like human bodies covered in weird fur with like. Like like breasts and stuff. It was just odd. <laughs> um, the faces float, like you said, on the bodies. It's like it reminded me of like an awful Snapchat filter. In yeah, fact, definitely really just, do. I've seen apps recently that do better f- job of superimposing faces yeah. onto video mm. than this did. The the whole visual concept makes no sense. It's not even explained. Like the, <laughs> that, like the, re- the way <laughs> it really is, isn't. It is. Like this whole jellical yeah. thing. The first song mm-hmm. is like. Jellical cats, jellical cats, blah blah, and it's like, yeah. what is a f- jellical cat? What is well, that? Well, I think oh. on stage, it, it like 
this can all work on a stage in that like you can get humans pretending to be animals and that's mm. fine because that's how it is on a stage and it's a bit like when you go and see the lion king you, you you know what you do when you go to see something on stage is you, you submit a certain level of realism to your imagination like you you kind of got to do some work for mm. it but you shouldn't have to do all that when watching a film so the idea behind this is completely bizarre um nobody looks like they're on the set that they're supposed to be in there's yeah. i think there's one it's like they've got one one real set which is like some well-trodden cobbles with this really <laughs> high curb with dodgy yeah. cgi background every indoor scene is completely awful green screen um yeah. some choreography felt like, like it felt like the, the kitchen scene you know where yeah. we first meet rebel wilson it felt like tom and jerry and yeah at the beginning, when you don't, when the first cat, I can't remember her name, the main cat, she gets dropped, like, abandoned, and you don't yeah. see the per, the human's head, and, like, Tom and Jerry, all right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah terrible. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, like, I mean, some, so I thought some choreography is, like, I literally put in inverted commas on the notes, good, but I, I'm just watching thinking, is what's physically done by the actors, like, the sound is even disjointed. I thought the mm. mix was terrible. Like yeah. it was really like awful mix. Like felt felt awkward, really awkward yeah. in my ear. Um, I didn't even think the musical pieces were well produced. I thought the edit nope. was clunky. The proportions mm. of the cats, like you said, in the surroundings, yeah. they switch scene to scene or even shot to shot. Like even if it like yeah. cuts for one shot, it's like what did he just grow like? Yeah. On. Yeah. And and yeah, like I said, the plot is non-existent. I thought Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson was bearable. I think quite, I quite like Rebel Wilson, but um, I didn't think they sort of. I think they did do a disservice. I thought Idris was okay in an Idris way. It's still <sighs> odd. Until he took his coat off and you saw like his full body as a cat, yeah. I was like, I just feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> so <laughs> that's horrible. So, yeah. What? Yeah. It's awful, just weird. Awful, it's like, awful film. Yeah. There's, there's films that are bad, but, you know, they kind of, like I was saying, like The Meg and things like that, I was mentioned the other week. They're bad and they know they're bad and you can kind of enjoy it for what it is. There's no enjoying this film because everybody making it thinks it's brilliant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just not, it's, a, it's an awful film. So, like, I think it's like 11.99 on Sky, which really annoyed me. Have you got a question <laughs> for me? Oh, I do have a question, Greg, actually. I'm very, very sorry. Um, <laughs> I've done loads of them as well today. <laughs> Would you say this film is Sherlock Holmes or Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Yeah, definitely. This I might film throw makes Attack one. of the Clones look like, <laughs> yeah, like an Oscar winner. Like, and yeah. yeah, definitely. What about, I'll throw another one at you. Um, is this film Birds of Prey or Die Another Day? <laughs> Just die another, another day. day. Terrible. Who did that song? Madonna. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> that sums it all up, doesn't it? <laughs> news. News. It's trying to be like, news. 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 That was Memories by a cat. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so... Again, the weekly thing of films being pushed. Maverick, uh, the Top Gun Maverick film was supposed to come out um, around Christmas. It's been pushed back to May. Surprise, surprise. I am really thinking we're not going to get Bond this year. Feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. annoyingly. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, everything 
everything is being pushed back. Literally, like, the only sort of big films. So when we we did those like that look ahead, you know, yeah. one of the very first early first episodes, I think a uh, June and um, uh, Bond are the the one, the only ones literally still Standard, supposed to yeah. come out, and I really don't think we're going to get them. So that's a nope. bit annoying. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. Um, on a plus, though, I suppose a nice bit of news. As, as kind of, I suppose it's a bit like bittersweet sort of news. Um, a story's come out this week from Sienna Miller, and so yeah. she's basically been saying about her experience working with Chadwick Boseman on Twenty One Bridges. So this was the um, the Russo brothers produced film that came out maybe like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and basically, what what it is is um, she basically just turned around and said she. An amazing time working with him. He was fantastic. But what he actually did was forfeited a part of his salary so she could be paid more for the film, to work on wow. the film. That's cool. Which I think in, you know, times like these where we're hearing all about the, you know, the gender pay gap and all this sort of stuff, to actually yeah. hear, you know, something so, I don't know, so nice and positive about yeah. it all. I, I suppose I in one sense it's not positive because, you know, the, the argument there was why I wasn't, yeah. But, um, but still, it's a, it's a nice, you know, again, another sort of reassuring, um, l- l- sort of almost like a reaffirming, reaffirming of how, how such a great guy he was, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, nice little pick-me-up. The last bit of news that caught me off guard, um, so Barry Jenkins. You were Barry Jenkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, Barry Jenkins made Moonlight. You like one of your favorite films, yeah, yeah. Uh, or one of your yeah big films. So, and I don't again, this might sort of turn you off him a little bit. Byron Jenkins has yeah. signed on to direct. Are you ready? Yeah. The follow up to yeah. the Lion King. Well, what like what yeah. Simba's Prime? Well, no. So the rumor <laughs> is the rumor is, and they are clutching at straws here. It's a Mufasa origin. Why? And I just don't need it. So, like, as a follow-on from John Favreau's... Yeah, yeah. No one wants it. When, why does anybody want it? Exactly. Who's, who's asked for it? The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's asked for it. Yeah. Bob Iger has asked wow. for it. That's what that's who. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the, the thing is, he's a really, really good director, really interesting. Oh, he's incredible. He will, he'll, he'll probably do a great job of it, but it's just one of those things... I'd rather him do something original, you know. So I suppose a move as a, a origin kind of is original to a certain extent, but just do something different. The, but the reason he's part of the reason he's such a good filmmaker is because it's the way he directs people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, what? what? Oh, yeah. oh well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. He, he might. He might put Favreau to shame. He might do something amazing, but we'll see. There's a lot wrong we'll with Lion King, so yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that's your news, really. That's the news. That's the news. You don't look very well there, Greg. You look a bit tired, a bit worn out. Yeah, a bit full of cold, you know, didn't sleep that well last night. And uh, mm. yeah, just Have I got the solution for you, Greg. Oh, what is it? You want to check out Cloudgate Coffee. Tell me more. The Cloudgate Coffee is a northern coffee provider. What are we talking, like freshly ground? Freshly ground to your liking. What, what if I like whole bean? You can have whole bean if you want, Greg. Or the, the other one that the we got. Um, the... Ground. 
<laughs> cafetiere ground. Cafetiere ground, Greg. Yes, you, oh. you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm just looking on the website. There's so much choice. I can't possibly choose. You don't have to. They do a variety box for £17. £17.50? That's right, £17.50. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Well, £17.50 is a little bit on the steep side. Is there, is there any, any way I can get just a, a small amount of discount? Golly gosh, you can. If you use the code DADS at checkout, you can get a whopping 15% off. 15%? <laughs> off. Not on. <laughs> off. <laughs> does this constitute an advert? I think it does. Check out cloudgatecoffee.com. I feel better already. You look... You don't look any better, man. I'm perfectly honest with you, but never mind. I've now turned into a, a David Mitchell impression. So I, I, um, I forgot to mention earlier, I went to the cinema uh, on Friday night, and uh, just the end, the end of a heavy week at uh, work, and I thought, I'd just go and see anything at the cinema. And there's a film called Rocks, which I'd heard a little bit about. And... Uh, British film uh, set in London, and yeah, with with sort of like a, a, an unknown sort of almost sort of amateur cast, uh, directed by someone called Sarah Gavron, uh, who's done a couple of other sort of like little sort of London-based things. One called Brick Lane, uh, one called Suffragette. In two thousand. Oh yeah, Suffragette. I've seen Suffragette. With, um, with Carrie Mulligan in it. Mulligan, yeah, yeah. Helen Bottom Carter pops up in it. Yeah. Uh, Brenda Gleeson and. Uh, it was yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But rocks is absolutely brilliant, and I'd, uh, I'd I'd heard heard really good things about it, which is kind of what what sort of drew me to go and see it. So basically, you've got um, a girl uh, called Ashula, and her nickname is Rocks, and she's school age. Now I think they do speak about doing their options, which makes me think they're in year nine. But yeah. I'm sure they're older than that. Um, but it's. Basically, what she lives in a block of flats with her mum and her little brother, and her mum suffers mental health problems, and basically her mum abandons them, and so she's got to sort of like forced to sort of just fend for her little brother. But not only that, um, she's she doesn't want the authorities to find out. She's paranoid about what's going to happen if social services find out or anything like that, um, and part of it is. The the way the sort of on the not on the run but like kind of dodging being seen but dodging yeah. being found out, you're moving from place to place, from friend's house to friend's house, um, from to like little sort of back street hotels and that sort of thing. Um, so it's part it kind of set in two parts really, two sort of locations. One when she's out of school um, with her brother, being this you know growing up too fast, being this adult yeah. really. Um, making these decisions and the other part is when she's going into school in between and what's incredible is just the way the school clearly provides for her this um, stability and consistency mm. uh, around her and as a teacher myself like I'm very skeptical when I when I'm about watching films um, that I know are to do with schools and set in and around schools because it's very rare that you see sort of realistic portrayals yeah. of schools and teachers and things like that but this must be so well researched because it's absolutely bang on mm. um just just the little things 
um, about the way the school's fu school's functioning and the the way the roles of some of the teachers and the relationships between her and her friends and how that sort of um, develops and she grows apart from and gets ostracized from some of her friends and things like that um, it's immediately charming um, that like there's there's a real sort of um, for want of a better word it's like it's like naturalism uh if yeah. that, that yeah. makes sense in a bit like i've spoken i spoke before about sort of the way shane meadows films are like you feel like you're in the room with them it feel you feel yeah. like you it's actually happening there's bits around the sort of like dinner table where it's like that um you, you know it's it, it, it's just it's just lovely and funny in parts as well even though the sort of the, the plot of it is quite sort of um dark in a way um but it's the the best thing about it is the performance of the actress who plays rocks. Um, she is called Bucky back Ray and okay. Bucky. literally what a name. Bucky. Yeah. 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 And it's like, literally none of these guys have done anything before. Um, and, uh, she sort of like just steps up and, um, you know, she, you can tell she's carrying so much in what she's doing, but she can, you know, she's just surviving really in a way. Her little brother Emmanuel is is just the the cutest but funniest and sort of like witty little wittiest little thing who just and it's all about really the story is about Emmanuel her little brother mm. uh, because everything she's doing is for Emmanuel and to to keep him safe kind of protect him to an extent from the reality of the fact that their mum has just left them and everything like that and um, I'm not going to ruin the way it plays out the end of it absolutely had me just tears pouring down my face um in in a way that's not happened for me since the end of toy story 3 but for completely oh, different wow. reasons yeah um everyone should see it it's really really pretty special um and, and like i said the best thing about it is it's so also believable and real and um kind of shines a light on the reality of some people's situation you know and the way people are so close to having their families ripped apart for, yeah. for for no fault of their own really um so yeah everyone should go and check it out so it's rocks uh, and it's, what, uh, yeah where can we see it um it's available now in some cinemas um not wide release but it's available in my cinema which is the light um and a few others as well i hope it's going to become more widely available sometime soon would you say that rocks was um more three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, or Rocky Three, <laughs> Missouri, Rocky Three. Yeah, oh, wow, wow, three billboards, definitely good. I'm glad. Please, yeah, go into. I'm really interested to know what you think about it. Please try yeah, to see it at some point. I will do definitely. So obviously, we've not got to our uh, main review this week of Enola Holmes. However, after watching it, um, it kind of dawned on us that Henry Cavill plays a very, very suave, kind of dapper Sherlock yeah. Holmes. One that we've not kind of, a type of Sherlock Holmes we've not seen. Well, we've not seen, I suppose. He's, he's, he's beautifully handsome. He's very, very cool, very crisp, you know, yeah. and it, it's completely different to anything we've seen. You know, it doesn't... Com like it is completely different to you know what um, the Danny Junior one, the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, and, and other sort of uh, iterations, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. So that got us thinking about sort of people 
playing role, you know, recasted in roles, although it's slightly, you know, it's not the same sort of universe as the Robert Downey Jr. ones and things like that. But it got yeah. us thinking and we, 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 we sort of, we wanted to pose this question to people and it was, um, who would your fantasy recast be? So if you could recast anyone, you know, any particular character, who would it be? You know, and, and, and why, I suppose. And uh, I, I came up with a few few little ideas. Did you, have, did you have any, Greg? Yeah, I've got a few as well. Yeah, yeah. Chuck was one. Okay, so um, one of my favourite actors, uh, one of my favourite sort of uh, dirty sort of crime actors is Stephen Graham. And yeah. uh, so Stephen Graham's done, uh, well, he started off, obviously, and most, most famously doing his sort of British uh, yeah. sort of stuff um, and snatch this is England yeah. that sort of stuff yeah and, but um, in, in recent years as well he's gone on Boardwalk Empire he played Al Capone yeah he did uh, and, and he, he's popping up in all sorts of places now uh, he was on Greyhound in Greyhound, you mean Greyhound? yeah of course he was with yeah. his excellent American accent <clears throat> yeah um, <laughs> but <laughs> okay I don't know what you think about this but I started thinking what about Stephen Graham is cast as Don Corleone. Ooh. Again, he'd have to work on the accent, but... I think he would. He that would, could but, be great. That well, could yeah, be great. I think this could be like a cool like, little development from... Yeah. yeah I'd like to fun. see Stephen Graham doing a little bit more comedy because I'd like... It, the first thing I ever remember him from was Snatch, and he's really yeah. funny in it as Tommy, yeah. isn't he? They like to think he was named after a gun, but he was actually named after a ballerina. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, I'd like to see him do a little bit more comedy, but when he does do this, that serious stuff, and he, we know he does gangsters very, very well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm all for that. That's a, that's a great shout. The thing I like about Stephen Graham is, is he's so like, um, he's so, I can't, for want of a better word, humble, uh, but yeah. like also like discerning about the roles he picks. So he doesn't necessarily just, he won't just pick up, he'll pick the odd like, big block, blockbuster, but you know he picks the right ones but then he'll be back on doing like sky miniseries called yeah, save exactly. save me he does a lot of the... tv yeah i'm not, I'm not lenny, sure. J- I'm not lenny james yeah no yeah he's just sat, just joined a new um like a prison drama a tv series with sean bean which oh, cool. be pretty cool i love sean bean yeah, Should be yeah well okay. sean bean will die in it so i'm sure he will i'm sure he will um all right i'd like to recast um uh, Jared Leto in Suicide Squad, Blade Runner, Fight Club, Lord of War, <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club, Recovery. <laughs> no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Those films have already happened. Especially Suicide Squad, I wouldn't wish anybody else on no. that role on anybody else. Um, I would like to recast the entire cast of Cats with real cats, as it would be <laughs> yeah. more f***ing coherent. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just let them loose and go, and just roll yeah, the cameras. There you go. See better, what happens. <laughs> Um, no, in all seriousness, right, here's one for you. Okay. How about recasting Liam Neeson, okay, in Taken? So, like, the kind yeah. of Taken role, right? He was very good in it, but I feel yeah. like it's kind of tainted now by a lot of the other kind of crap he's done since and, and the other Taken films. I yeah. would like to see that kind of gruff ex-military, you know, uh, like, father figure. Okay. Yeah. And ready for this. Go on. Played by... Uncle Ken. Hey. Because, yeah. Yeah. And, and not do any sequels or anything like that, just do yeah. the one. Because yeah. I feel like I'm seeing, I'm seeing Kenneth Branagh in, in, 
in these films now. So he was in that Jack Reacher film where he kind of played a bit of a, a Russian yeah. mobster in Tenet playing the Russian mobster. And I think it's only a matter of time before he actually goes full in and does an action film. And we're getting, yeah. we tend to be getting these like um, a lot more sort of, I, I mean this in the most um, uh, respectful way, older gentlemen. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 definitely. Doing action films. And I think he'd be absolutely incredible. Yeah, and all cool. the ladies yeah. would swoon. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, they would. They would. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. Nice. That's a step yeah. up from, a natural step up from Lockhart. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gilderoy. Gilderoy Lockhart, got it, got it. Any more for us? Yeah, um, okay. So, uh, get this. And it, I thought of the film that I wanted to recast before I thought about the person I wanted to recast it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so Jim Carrey. Okay. In Truman Show, Truman Burbank. Okay, yeah. But Great you, film. You do understand this is like one of my favourite films. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought, okay. you know, if, if, if they said tomorrow, right, we're remaking the Truman Show, and mm. you'd, you, you know, your heart would stop, wouldn't it? And you'd yeah. be really worried about it. Yeah. But then, if they said, Aziz Ansari, Aziz played, Ansari, yeah, okay, play, yeah. playing Truman Bur- Burbank, yeah, and it's that sort of like, I don't know, that sort of innocent, in, innocent but yeah. funny. What's going on? In the he'd have world. to sort of tone it down, but that's yeah. exactly what Jim Carrey did for it. I, yeah, yeah, that could be a great shout. That's a really good shout. I like that a lot. Mm. Mm. This is the thing with like, I think, and we've said this before about great comedians. Yeah. They can, great, because everyone says comedy is the hardest thing to do. And yeah. a great comedian, like comedic actor, mm. uh, is a great actor. So you, you do, you get him like Jim Carrey when he did, does a serious stuff. It's really, yeah. really good. Robin yeah. Williams when he did serious stuff, it was absolutely absolutely brilliant. And even yeah. in some of like Master of None, um, as he's yeah. is quite sort of plays it's quite straight sometimes, and he does it really really well. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Thought of that. Myself. Well, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Did you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I'm only joking. Inspired. Uh, my last one. I would like to recast Hayden Christensen in um, Attack of the Clones. And, yep. Uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. It, yeah. You know, people like these films, and that's fine. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I think, but I think the consensus is that so flat, such is a flat, terrible in yeah, those films. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen him in some things before, even before he was in that, or whilst he was in those. And he's actually quite good in them. There's, I think, a film called, I think it's called like Shattered Glass or something. I can't right. remember, but he was really, really good in that film. Um, okay. But he's just, yeah, I don't know what, whether you blame him, whether you blame George Lucas, whatever. So it got yeah. me thinking. So Attack of the Clones came out in 2002. Yeah. Um, Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. Okay. So we're talking so, 15, 18 years. Yeah, so you've got to think, right, well, who at that time could play it? And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about if they remade it now. I'm thinking if you could go back and okay. actually take him out of the equation, put somebody in. So who would, who's the right age and who was sort of, emerging at the time and there's one actor that stuck out to me and I thought you know what they've got that intensity they can do the action they, they've kind of the you know they're very handsome I'm, yeah I'm talking about handsome men today yeah. um and I, I will I will put put it out there playing Anakin Skywalker in Attack of the Clones Revenge of the Sith Michael Fassbender 
Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back then. But yeah, I can, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I think, it. I think he's, yeah. he's got more intensity than Hayden Christensen. And he's got that dark side that we sort of see in a lot of his films, especially something like Shame and, and the, you know, and, and those sorts of his, his films yeah. with uh, uh, Steve McQueen. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. So I was looking at him now. So he's 43 now. So we're talking, yeah. Yeah, probably about the right age. Yeah. Definitely. It, Hayden Christensen is like 39, so there's only a couple of years in it. So Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. That works for Why me. Not? Yep. Nice. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I jotted down a few more. I mean, I did start thinking about like, what if there was a Chris Nolan remake of The Matrix with R. Pats as Neo. Um, <laughs> we're, just, we're just loving on yeah. R. Pats. Yeah, it? absolutely. But then, so I, I thought, right, Uma Thurman, Pulp Fiction. Is okay. uh, Mia, Mia Wallace? Right? Yeah, yeah. Get rid of her. Margot, Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Margot could do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's that's. It's very much the thing. Uma Thurman kind of then. Uh, Margot Robbie is the kind of Uma Thurman of yeah. uh, this kind of generation, I suppose, to a certain extent. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'd be interested to see all these actors who uh, famously turned down roles. See them yeah. remake it. So, like Will Smith was would turn down the role of Neo. In the Matrix, yeah, um, yeah. Sean Connery turned down Gandalf, you know, and things like that, wow, and seeing yeah. like seeing how it actually would have played out. Um, yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah uh, Matt, Matt Damon if? turned down uh, Two Face in the Dark Knight because of scheduling conflicts. I think that would have been quite okay. interesting. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but now I'm kind of glad he didn't because well, exactly. Uh, but that's one of the I things. It's like I'm, I wouldn't have liked. Well, I can't see Will Smith playing Neo because I think yeah. um, Keanu. Got it perfect, but there we go. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? As, no, has anyone else thought? Um, yeah, so we, we we had the usual suspects messaging us, so um, we'll save the wordsmiths till the end. Uh, so yeah. Lever, our arch nemesis, said Henry Cavill needs to be Bond. And this is a big thing in the news. He's been interviewed quite a lot the, the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, for Enola Holmes and things like that, and especially off the back of the rumour about Tom Hardy. People were asking him, you know, would you want to throw your your hat in the, uh, you know, throw your hat in the ring for uh, for Bond? And he was like, without a doubt, yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Henry Campbell was Superman and James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> that's we, were like, we were saying it last week. Like, it'll be, you know, when when uh, Bond actors between films they do something quite interesting. Well, Henry Campbell yeah. was Superman. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Man from Uncle's almost. Um, it's well, almost exactly. an, an audition like tape, isn't it? Yeah, it's audition. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, Christine, Christine said Michael Jackson is the child catcher. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex said Nicolas Cage in anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, not Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sent you the footage of that last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jane had a really good one. She said, I think somebody like Goldie Horn instead of Kate Capshaw in Temple of Doom. She was terrible. Um, yeah. What's Goldie Horn doing these days? Is she just? She's in the odd, the odd thing. Uh, she's playing Mrs. Claus in um, what's the? Oh, it's the the, the, the Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Um, what was it called? Uh, uh, it's called Santa Chronicles. Christmas Chronicles. Thanks, Matt. Christmas Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know what? I love that. How his actual oh, life. Brilliant. Like, it's playing. It's just Christmas. So, so meta. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for. Um, we'll save that for December. 
oh, we're having some mega Christmas episodes. And mm. um, one of my colleagues in work, Beth, she she started listening. Thanks. Um, yeah. And she like listened to the musical week, and then she was saying, "You definitely do Christmas like Christmas films, aren't you?" Yeah. <laughs> Come on, of course we are. Of course we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron said Dolph Lundgren as Jack Reacher. Definitely, I think that fits. Everybody kind of kicked off with the fact yeah. that Tom Cruise was cast as Jack Reacher because he's like five foot something and Jack Reacher's like six foot eight <laughs> and blonde. Um, yeah. However, yeah. quite again, this is just a little story that jumped into my head. Um, the the Vampire Chronicles was Anne Rice, wasn't it? Who did the uh, like interview with a vampire uh, and, yeah, and those yeah. sorts of films. When Tom Cruise was announced that playing Lestat, she was, uh, she was like, he is the complete wrong person for, to play Lestat. Like it's, it, it, it's almost like it's offensive that you would even think of, of Tom Cruise as, as Lestat. Uh, but then actually, when, once the film was released, she was like, he was absolutely incredible. And yeah. I couldn't think of anybody else to play the part now. He was perfect. So, yeah. really, Tom... Also, I forgot about in the news, it, it is confirmed he's going to space. You know, as we mentioned in like yeah. the very first episode, because of Elon Musk in uh, October 21, Tom Cruise is going to space, everybody. For yeah. this film? No, 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 no. Not for oh, right. a Mission Impossible one. I, don't I, thought, it was, I, thought, it was, I thought it was to film Mission Impossible. I yeah. thought it was, but no, it's for something else. So uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. See what wow. happens that one. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the word Smith. Stu has messaged. Well, yeah, what's he said? He said, um, Dame Judy Dench as Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's got an obsession. Wow, that's really weird. There's a sight. So, last week, uh, released on Netflix was Enola Holmes, Gregory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give us a little bit of a. <laughs> What an intro to that film. I think it was a little bit of a rundown of what this film is about, please. Okay, so um, Millie Bobby Brown, um, famous for Stranger Things, yeah. is playing uh, the lesser known... Well, I t- tell me this. Has has Enola Holmes appeared in the books, the source material, or is it, is no, it just been no, created? No, so not the source, because they've been created. There are, From what I've read, there are six Enola Holmes books uh, right, okay. at the moment. Yeah. Oh, so so the books exist of, of Enola. Yeah, they do. There, there are Enola Holmes books, but I, okay, from what lovely. I believe, they're fairly recent. Yeah. So Enola Holmes um, lives at home with her mother, uh, played by Helena Bonham Carter. Better being the most Helena Bonham Carter uh, <laughs> mother you can imagine. Uh, complete, completely sort of wacky and uh, and um, her brothers Sherlock and Mycroft uh, are off in London doing their thing that everybody knows about. Now, uh, one day, uh, Enola wakes to find that her mother has disappeared, left completely. Mm. And uh, this isn't isn't before Enola has sort of noticed all sort of strange going on in sort of her behaviour, these meetings that her mum's been having and things like that. Um, Anyway, during Enola's time with her mum, she's also been homeschooled um, quite extensively, with a range of different skills, um, a lot of sort of like uh, combat, hand-to-hand combat, yeah, um, and 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 another sort of like interesting sort of approach to sort of homeschooling, the kind of skills that you would expect um, a mother of the Holmes family to sort of instill on her children, yeah, uh, which is quite cool. Um, mother disappears, Enola left, her uh, mom. Uh, brothers come back, and 
Mycroft's plan is to send her to finishing school so that she can sort of be made a woman and matched with a suitor. So, hmm. but but this is not fitting with Enola Holmes's um, character. Her sort no. of like a, her independent, um, completely capable, um, intelligent character. Yeah, rough and ready. Rough and ready. Yeah, exactly. So she basically flees, and yeah. then a kind, of, a kind of story ensues. Uh, mm-hmm. of her quest to find out what's happened to her mother and what her mother's done is leave a sort of breadcrumb trail in yeah. a way um, for her to help her sort of find her uh, in, a, in a very sort of Holmes way very yeah. very sort of what I will say tenuous clues clues mm. that may really really would you really expect anyone to come to that conclusion <laughs> from that in order for them to get from part, place A to place B yeah. and then get to that next step. It's, I mean, that sort of thing annoyed me. Mm. I thought, since I'm talking, I'll carry on if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, what I will just say really, really, really quickly, six books. Uh, the yeah. first one came out in 2006. Yeah, okay. So, Continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so she goes off on this mission to find a, find a mother and find out what, what she's up to, find out why she's disappeared and everything like that. So meanwhile, you've got Mycroft is sort of, I guess, um, an, an antagonist in a way that yeah. he wants to send her off to this finishing school, whereas Sherlock's the more um, empathetic, more empathetic to her, um, more, and he sees a lot of himself, I think, in Enola, and yeah. he quite quite admires his sister, really, mm. I think, in a way. Um, I really liked the. Um, I, I really liked the feel of the film. I really liked the sort of um, it. Di- it did have, as I think it was. Was it Richie recommended it to us? Uh, yeah, it was. Richie recommended it last week. As, yeah, yeah. As Rich said, uh, um, a sort of Guy Ritchie sort of quality to it in terms of its sort of gritty feeling, its setting, and its sort of um, lean towards that sort of like martial arty hand to hand combat yeah. sort of homes you sign. Very stylized. There's lots of kind of cutaway quick you know fast pans and all that sort of stuff. A lot like the you know the the Guy Ritchie films, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um but for me it didn't have a plot that gripped me. Um when there was a sort of reveal towards the end, I was kind of a bit like oh right, okay. I I felt a bit sort of like yeah, not that fussed about it really. I, I, I like the way it looked. I lo- love the performance of Millie, um, Millie Bobby Brown, um, and I thought Henry Cavill was good as well. Uh, yeah. But plot-wise, a bit thin for me. Didn't really grip me, um, and I probably won't be sort of like rushing to watch it again. What do you make of it? I quite enjoyed it, if I'm honest with you. I, yeah. I like it. Was it was really charming. I thought, you know, a nice sort of, almost like a bit of a, like a breath of fresh air a little bit. Um, it was nice seeing uh, Millie Bobby Brown actually branch out and do something. Because really, other than, all right, she was in the Godzilla film and she's been in, you know, bits and bobs, but everybody knows her as Eleven from um, yeah. uh, Stranger Things. And I can't, you know, from what we've seen of that so far, it's a lot of staring at the camera and oh, reaching yeah. your arm out and shaking, you know, whatever. So it was nice seeing her actually act and have a oh, bit she's of fun. Great. And do, she's a and great she's actor. such a good actress and she is, she is brilliant in this film. Yeah. She really, really does make it. Nice to enjoy herself. 
for me, it was like it was kind of like a mix between almost like a young Bridget Jones, Bridget Jones's diary meets kind of uh, Tracy Beaker, uh, but then also meets like Indiana Jones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a weird sort of like hybrid of those sorts of things. Um, and I, I, I just liked how fun it was. Like, I think obviously it's a young adult book aimed at, you know, really, so let's face it, it's aimed at teenage girls. Yeah. And I think. I think it's, it does exactly what it says on the tin with that sense. Um, Henry Cavill's hair is just to die for. Oh, yes. Oh, oh my word. Oh, my Lovely word. Um, <laughs> um, as I said, the style takes a lot of influence from, um, from the, the Guy Ritchie films, but I think that works really well. Um, because it, it's, it's just a bit cool, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. it's not just this sort of straight, easy you know, this is how we film it's done. But there's a lot of cutaways, there's a lot of like, almost like the cut newspaper cutouts and things like that, which is very, very stylized. Um, what I did like is the director, and I'm really sorry his name's kind of escaped me. He's directed a lot of like Fleabag um, and yeah. Eve, And I think you can see that quite clearly uh, in, in just some of the choices he makes. It was uh, um, Harry Bradbury. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He's done. Freedom, yeah, um, I really liked Henry Cavill. As you said, you know, he was just good, solid Sherlock Holmes. Nice, and as, as I liked what you said, he like he almost like admires her a little bit. There's even a point where she kind of cracks a case before he does, and yeah. he's he's almost like glad that she did. Um, mm. I thought Sam Claflin as Mycroft was ace. He was such again. He yeah. wasn't quite the villain, but yeah, the antagonist. The only thing I'd say, I kind of, I was kind of wanting a little bit of redemption for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like towards him actually, in the end, to maybe have been doing a nice thing all along, but really <laughs> he, he wasn't. Um, yeah. But anyway, he, he was, he was like, uh, you could tell he, he had a ball making that film and both yeah. of them said like, yeah, we'd love to do it again. Um, what the kind of last point is, I get all, all the sort of looking to the camera and talking and that sort of stuff. And I, I, it was very fun at first, but it got, it verged on too much. I felt, think if it started done it, to feel, maybe, for me, it started to feel like Miranda. Yeah. Oh, oh don't, 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 start <laughs> yeah. don't start me off on that. Um, yeah. I think if it had maybe done it once more, I would have been annoyed, I would have got annoyed with it. So I, it just started to grate slightly. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. It was nice to see her do something. It had a great cast. Um, the, I like the peril in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the guy was trying to kill them. Do you know what I mean? I, I never, yeah. although you never felt, obviously she's never going to die or anything like that, but you did feel like they were in danger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. Where can we watch this film, Gregory? It is on Netflix now. So Christine Message, he said, just watched Enola Holmes. Really enjoyed it. A fantastic performance by Millie Bobby Brown. Maybe a bit too much breaking the fourth wall. That's what I said. But apart from that, very enjoyable film. But I f***ing love Henry Cavill. Going back to the Bond track, he should definitely be the next Bond with those guns he's packing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, we, yeah, we've said every single point from that this week already. But yeah, I completely, yeah. Agree. completely agree. Fantastic. I have one question to ask you. Yeah. Is this film Jackie Brown or White House Down? Oh. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, that's better, better rhyming right. than previous. Um, I've not seen White House Down <laughs> and there's something that always looked sort of uh, I don't know intriguing about it I can't have lie. you seen uh, Olympus Has Fallen 
We spoke about this the other week, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think we did. Oh, I think we did not see it. Because if you say anyway. Lucas has fallen, you've seen White House down. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. Um, I can't say it's Jackie Brown. I can't possibly say it's Jackie Brown. It's it, it's it's meh. It's in the middle for me. I can't say, I can't call it Jackie Brown. That's that's well, an that's, insult. That defies the point. Yeah, but it's, it is or it isn't, Greg. <laughs> but it, well, it'd be an insult to Tarantino to say it's Jackie Brown. So I'm saying it's White House down. I'm going to say Jackie Brown. I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So did we just wrong? Did we just disagree I think, I on think a film? We just disagreed <laughs> for the first time in like <laughs> what five months or something. Yeah, well, yeah well, that's cool. That's all right. Then. And that is the end of Dad's on Film and the end of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. PG tips. Hi guys, I think Jake's got a so solid you recommendation for you. I think you should watch a film called The Good Dinosaur where he gets lost and tries to find his way home. Yeah, is it about a dinosaur? It's one of your favourites, isn't it? Yep. Alright, cheers guys. <laughs> there's Jake yeah, again. There's our boy Jake. Fantastic. Regular contributor Jake. Yeah. Now. What's that like uh, four times now? That's amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, That's more um, than Stu. Yeah, he's got good questions, <laughs> good recommendation. Uh, we'd seen The Good Dinosaur before, but we went back we and had, watched it again Yeah, this we week. did. We really did. Yeah, it's one of <laughs> my kids' favourites as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's a Pixar one, but it's one that kind of went uh, un- under the radar. It's, yeah, it's fairly it's under the radar. Anyway, well, it would explain it had, because... it had production problems because um, it was supposed to come out maybe like 2013 or something, and it got delayed to like 2015 or whenever it came out so there was there was a significant delay um yeah. to when it came out and, and there was a few sort of director shuffles and things like that well it ended uh, up being one of one of the old pixar animators directed it so i think it was right. like it kind of he kind of stepped up to direct it i think in the end uh, i see i see yeah, I can't remember his name so, yeah, so I suppose the kind of concept behind this film is what if the asteroid that or meteor that hit the Earth, uh, or did it, it did, mm-hmm. um, hit, they hit the Earth and wiped the out the dinosaurs. Event. The extinction, yeah. What if it missed? And it, I suppose it's not really that important, that part of it, but it kind of goes from there. It's basically how can we get humans and dinosaurs on the planet well, that, together? That, that's, how, that's, that's how they get there. Yeah, really. that's what gives you the Pixar hook. Um, and we've spoke about the Pixar hook before, yeah. you know, the, the kind of concept, if you like, and uh, so it ends up being that these dinosaurs go on to uh, continue to exist, become farmers, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like and, farmers and cowboys and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, dinosaurs and man are coexisting, uh, yeah. which obviously we know did not happen in reality, <laughs> or did it? It did. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the kind of uh, the plot of this is Arlo is a uh, I don't know Brontosaurus, Brachiosaurus, Diplodocus, yeah, whatever you can. Um, they didn't even exist. Probably, did Jake they? probably cares. Jake, what kind so of dinosaur? <laughs> what kind of dinosaur is Arlo? In let me know. Yeah, definitely let me know. Um, so yeah, Arlo. Um, suffers a tragedy very early on and kind of uh, gets split up from his family. He quickly meets a small human boy 
which he nicknamed Spot, and they basically go on a your standard Disney amazing adventure journey Epic. to find their families, basically. And that's kind yeah. of that's kind of the whole concept yeah, behind and it. It's so. a, yeah, and it's about the bond that develops um, sort of between them uh, as they go on. Uh, it's about finding yourself. It's about what it means to be intrinsically good. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, arguably, like, as early on, he's sort of defying what his father seems is right. And he's doing sort of independent-minded for what he seems is right. Yeah. It's about friendship. It's about coming it's of age. His father voiced by uh, Jeffrey Wright as well. Yes. The yes. new Commissioner Gordon. Mm. Yes, that's right. Uh, and it's about bravery as well. So yeah, it's yeah, nice, nice themes, nice ideas. Lovely yeah, all I what I like about it, I love how it's kind of like a boy and his dog story. Yeah. But the boy is the dinosaur, and the dog is <laughs> the boy. <Yeah. laughs> I think it's really funny. <laughs> and uh, Spot is really, really like fun. The kind of little noises, how he genuinely walks on all fours like a dog, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah. But he, the, they quickly find a kind of common ground. They're both. Um, they're both lost at the end of the day, and there's a really, really touching scene where they both try because you know they don't speak a language. With the sticks, uh, with the stick, there's a really, really touching scene where they kind of they almost like draw out their families or model their families out of sticks, and they both kind of realise we're both we both miss our families, and it's it's so sad and it's yeah. so like again like beautifully done. Um, it's. I always say this about a lot of the, especially the Disney Pixar films, the, the visual is incredible. Yeah. Like some landscapes, these like sweeping landscapes are amazing. Not too sure about the, the, the T-Rexes that are a little bit dodgy, but whatever. Um, yeah. And it, it's this sort of underrated, unknown Disney Pixar flew under the radar. What I will say is it does borrow, I, I, I like it a lot. But it yeah. does borrow a lot from other films. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. There's nothing. It's not that. Um, it's not that unique. It's, it's not, not like it's not like you, yeah. It's not that unique sort of groundbreaking thing like as we always the one we always go to Inside Out, which we yeah. still need to do. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, so you know, it borrows a lot from like uh, The Lion King. There is a particular particular tragic scene that is. Instead oh, of it's virtually identical, of a stampede, it? it's, it's a, water it's a tidal wave. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the Lion King, the Land Before Time, Ice Age, you know, there's if you mash those three films together, you pretty much got this film. And you've got your standard cliches in there, you know, your mismatched mismatched pair, the death of a well Sorry, that family was member. WhatsApp. Was that you? Um it's fine. Uh, death of a family member. Uh, but what I loved about it, my son was intrigued by it. We put it on and he was like well, oh, I mean, he cool. was sort of, he was like interested in it for only a few minutes, but he, he loved it. Yeah. And another thing, the pterodactyls are genuinely scary. scary there is yeah. some like, there is some, and again, we always say this, this makes a, a good family film. You've got your laughs, you've got your emotions, you've got your scares in there. But they're like, like seriously, you know, I was like genuinely, like, whoa, like it did catch me off guard because mm. what the, it's doing really well. It's like there's a, like low cloud cover. There's there been a fire or something. Um, mm. And then you just you just see this shadow, and then these pterodactyls just zoom down. Whoa! But also, it, 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 it mind, when the introduction reminded me of like, um, do you know what it, this is going to sound really bizarre? It what? reminded me of um, the series that I stopped watching, The Walking Dead. You know, Alpha and like <laughs> the, uh, the the trash 
people. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, like, initially they seem quite um, friendly. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and and it's that sort of sinister yeah. friendliness. It's a sheep. And then it's turns. a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's the yeah. Oh, the yeah. sheep in wolf's clothing, as I was about to say. Ah, <laughs> oh, that simple creature. Um, but yeah, you know what? I I really really like this film. It's not perfect, and it's not the the full classic Disney film, but it's much better than some of the other things we've we've seen yeah. recently you know I'd, I'd much rather put this on than um uh, onward or scoob or some crap like that it's it is it's a lovely it, it reminded me of the sort of early 90s kind yeah. of disney films um so, yeah so um i mean as with most of these sort of social ideas it doesn't really matter what we think and um what happens every wednesday it tends to be it's like my kids know that i'm trying to get them to bed swiftly to so I can come down and make this podcast and eventually I have to, I have to try and try and with Arthur tonight I just said Arthur I need you to go to bed I need to go down daddy needs to go down and make his podcast he went oh but I was going to do my voice for the podcast to speak uh-huh. about the good dinosaur so we literally this is about 40 minutes after trying to put Arthur to bed I said <laughs> right okay well if you go to sleep afterwards I'll let you speak for my podcast about the good dinosaur <laughs> And uh, this is what he came up with. Can I say hi, everyone? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm talking about the good dinosaur today. And it's just great because everything is great about it. But not with the pterodactyls. But I said... But... Even with the kid meeting, it's family. And everything is so great. Because it's so great. I just love it. Everything is just so great. I don't want to tell you anything now. (laughs) Bye. So there you go. Wow, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a better review than um, uh, better review than ours. I love that boy. He is incredible. Yeah. Wow, we. Yeah. So where can we watch the Good Dinosaur, Gregory? Good Dinosaur is available on Disney Plus. Fantastic. Would you say? Do we do this for this one? I don't know. We'll do it anyway. Would you say this film is <laughs> Borat: Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation <laughs> Kazakhstan or The Wicker Man? Uh, so I've got to say that the good dinosaur is Borat. Yeah, yep. the good dinosaur is Borat. Sure. <laughs> Me too. Actually, interesting enough, and I completely forgot this for the news. Amazon Prime. Borat. Yeah, and it's coming out election day. Amazing. Yeah. That's wow. Cool. So this week on social media, we asked you to vote between two films. It was Edward Norton versus Edward Norton. And this was uh, American History X and Greg. Uh, what did we put it up against? <laughs> it was you, buddy. You... I know. What did I put it up against? Ah, oh, Birdman. Ah. Sorry, it's Birdman. Yeah, yeah. Two no, brilliant no films. No yeah. yeah. I was actually a bit disappointed that Birdman didn't win, uh, really. But that's for another time. I've seen Birdman once and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But after I watched it, I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch that again. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is in the gimmick of the single shot yeah. sort of thing. It's like, yeah, a bit like 1917 in that sense. It's yeah. like you kind of get distracted by working out where they did the little um, 
sort of thoughts and things trucks. like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, we're not doing a 12 word review of that just as well, we're, because we're we not. just said about 30 of them. Um, <laughs> American history X. I need an extra word. Oh. So I want you to put an extra word on the end of mine. Okay. Go on then. I like this. Um, this is good. Yeah. Um, an extraordinarily powerful piece, which boldly faces white supremacy head on. Bad. Yeah, there you go. Because it's bad. I was having this conversation with um, one of our students today, and he said something was bad. And I was going, you mean it's good then? And he went, no, it's actually bad. <laughs> I'm supposed to know whether you're saying it's bad or good then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, white supremacy it is bad. Well, it is. So but, it's all about but context. No, but, but not according to... Uh, Donald Trump last night. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Here's no, mine. Unabashed look into a sadly real and terrifying world. Bite the curb. Oh, dear. Oh, that goes through me so much. Yeah, that. yeah. It's horrible to watch. It's so awful. To, I, I even though you don't see it, I still have to look away from the screen when yeah. it, it happens. And, that, and that's the thing. You feel like it's one of those... You feel like you you feel like you see it because it yeah. is just so it's so visceral and so built up. But you yeah. don't. It's one of the, and there's quite a, there's a few times in in films where you feel like uh, you quite famous sort of uh, I don't know like I don't know like famous sort of shocking scenes. But actually, you don't really see as much as you think you see. No, um, yeah, that's no. true. Yeah, it's but about there what you go. Don't see. We had a few um, comments. Go on. Uh, well, some people sent us their uh, 12 word reviews. Here we go. Yep. Um, uh, so, yes. Rick said American History X, one of the most powerful films ever made. Absolutely love it. Nazis. <laughs> and he basically, <laughs> he said, I, I had 11 words, so I needed to just add a word. Um, yeah. When we were actually doing the votes um, between these, um, these two films Dan sent us uh, his review which was accurately human and generously cast comically brilliant psychological warfare damn good cinema and I was like hmm what film is that is that Birdman <laughs> yeah. or is that American because it could yeah. it could sort yeah. of fall into it that was Birdman that was Birdman right, yeah. um, so there we have it so that is our Dirty Dozen this week stay tuned on social media and uh, don't forget to send us your 12 word reviews Hi, Elliot. Elliot has joined us. This is Greg's brother, Elliot. Oh, yeah. big fan Hi, of the show. Hi, brother. <laughs> yeah, Greg, this is your brother, Elliot. As we said, I met my Hi, sister Elliot. for the first time <laughs> this week. Greg. Oh, yeah. So this is your brother, Elliot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Nice to meet you. Welcome, Elliot. Nice to see you. So nice you've got some homework right. for us. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some homework. So the other week I watched uh, Midsummer. Is that what you say? Yeah. Summer. 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 Which I didn't realise until after I'd seen it that it was the same director as Hereditary. Mm. Yeah. Um, made complete Ari... sense afterwards. I was like, yeah. of course. Um, so I don't know if you've seen Hereditary as well, but uh, the director is called Ari Aster. Ari Aster, yeah. Um, and um, it's, a, it's a horror film, basically. Um, and I'm not usually into the horror genre, um, but like in recent years, there's been a few films. There's 
been a good run of films, I would say, that have like been fantastic horror films. So Hereditary was one I thought was amazing. Mm. Um, Get Out, um, yeah. and now Midsummer. Um, and basically, the premise is the uh, lead played by Florence Pugh. She's like one of my favourite actresses around at the minute. Yeah, I've, I've liked her in everything she's been in so far, and she's great in this as well. Um, so her character has like a family tragedy, um, and to sort of take her mind off things, um, she goes away um, on a trip with her uh, boyfriend and all his um, college mates, and they go to uh, Sweden. Uh, one of their friends is Swedish, and uh, his family live on a hippie commune, um, and they uh, undertake lots of sort of like traditional sort of pagan um sort of religious rituals it's um it's isn't it like the first celebration in 90 years at the first yeah something like that that. yeah um and basically i I won't say too much more about the plot it sort of plays out from there um but it 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 just gets progressively weirder and more shocking Mm. um and you would just no matter how prepared if I tell you to be prepared to be shocked, it won't prepare you enough. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Prepare you enough. It's, it, it's the type of thing you'll be staring at the screen. If you're anything like me, you'll be staring at the screen. Literally, you'll find yourself with your mouth just like wide open. Like, what am yeah. I watching? Cool. It's yeah. insane. It has a real impact. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. Um, and it was much alike parasite or like the lighthouse more somewhat more like the lighthouse where days later i was still fairly shocked about what i'd seen not in like a i wasn't appalled there are are, it's it's far more like like visceral than those films and like you know it's brutal there's a lot of like brutal stuff in it but it was more the like what have i just seen but in a in an almost like I don't know. I felt, I felt, I felt a bit, a bit straight. I felt a bit dirty after I'd seen it, but also in, yeah. in quite a good way. I don't know. Whereas, yeah. like we, else we've just we watched Cats and it's terrible, <laughs> and I felt awful that like I'd seen it. Yeah, yeah, I felt awful that I'd so seen right. it. But with this one, I felt like I'd seen it, and I was like, oh, I felt uncomfortable for a few days, but I felt in in a, in an oddly sort of sadistically good way it's very strange it's it's not like traditional horrors you think of sort of everything dark things lurking in the shadows something that's jumpy it's the opposite it's actually it's all in sunlight because the whole idea is it 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 only goes dark for a couple of hours where they are it's you know midsummer um everything's really light but it's the actual it's it's the events that happen and the way it shocks you that makes it horror yeah so yeah um, yeah. Other than that, it's just beautifully shot. Yeah. Like Hereditary, it's just so so. Every shot's just like so nicely constructed. It's just like really artfully done. So you'll enjoy that, I think. Um, cool. Yeah, I won't say too much more about it though. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Um, Look forward to it. While we've got you then, Els, what um, what are some of the films you've quite enjoyed like this year that you've seen? Anything that's jumped out to you? Um, th- I watched. So an old one. I watched True Romance yeah. um, for the first time the other week. Wow. So that's um, I, I wasn't really. It wasn't fully on my radar. My housemate told me about it. It's basically um, Tarantino didn't direct it, but he wrote it and then yeah. sold it to someone else. So it's got a lot of the 
sort of classic Tarantino tropes in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Val Kilmer yeah. plays Elvis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and isn't Gary Oldman in it? Um, Gary Oldman's yeah, in it. Gary he plays Oldman's like, brilliant in it, actually. He's so good in it. Not in it yeah. enough. He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And the soundtrack is Hans Zimmer. Yeah, uh, of course. But like when you listen to it, it's not like anything you've heard Hans Zimmer do. Before. It's really straight. It's it's like it's almost like quite African, isn't it? The African kind of xylophone. I yeah, xylophony sort of like almost like um, like maybe like calypso kind of thing. It's a yeah. bit. It's really. Yeah. It kind of it shouldn't heard, work, but it does. It works really really well. You've definitely heard the song used in yeah, Advert, yeah, the, yeah, main, yeah. the main theme. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just really cool. Oh, and James Gandolfini's in it, and it, he oh, does. Yeah, he is. It basically, really? it's like it's like seeing Tony Soprano, like a prequel to The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, before he's, he's like the boss, he's just like a henchman. So yeah, yeah, completely. Cool. Yeah. yeah, doing the dirty work. So, it's, in fact, it's got an amazing cast because, like, um, Brad obviously, Pitt. it's it's Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette are the main characters. You've got Gary Oldman, you've got Brad Pitt, Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken <laughs> um, is in it, James Gandolfini. <laughs> yeah. There's like loads of like proper heavy hitters in it. It's amazing. Yeah. Is there anything you're looking forward to, Els? Uh, looking forward to um, the new Edgar Wright uh, film. Which, oh, yeah. Last Night in Soho. That's been moved. <laughs> oh, has it? Yeah. How far? Yeah. Uh, next summer, I think, or next, oh, next really? autumn. It was quite a big, big push on it, yeah. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, because it's it's actually it's not a comedy horror; it's a horror horror. It's a horror, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, the, he's, he's comparing it to I don't know if you've ever seen Don't Look Now. It's this very weird psychological horror from the seventies with uh, uh, Donald Sutherland. It's really good. Actually, you should check it out. It'd be weird to see an Edgar Wright <laughs> film that's not like because yeah, really sharp with the dialogue, aren't they? And trying yeah. to make you laugh. But I don't know how you could do that with a straight up horror. So and I feel I feel like I'm just gonna I'm gonna be waiting for like a joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or some sort of payoff. Yeah. Well, it's it's like Baby Baby Driver was different in that it was a like a heist film. Like that yeah. wasn't comedy really. But I mean, it was like it was cl- same sort of cleverness. It'd be interesting if you can still put his sort of traits, uh, his mm. mark on a horror. Uh, so that's what I feel he could, kind of should be doing now. He's kind of showing he can do the comedy horrors. He's uh, he's showing he can do the comedy with space. He's now done, he's then done a heist film. He's done a like a uh, sort of a, sort a of sci-fi comic, comic book action, action film. <laughs> yeah. So actually, yeah. and every and throughout them all, he does. They are all obvious as Edgar Wright films. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how he makes a horror film an Edgar Wright film. If that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, where can we watch Midsummer, Greg? Uh, well, for, I'll tell you, yeah. it's on Amazon. It's Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Midsummer's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be watching that this week. Amazing. Enjoy. Cheers, Els. All right, nice one, guys. Bro. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll get you on for a bigger section sometime. Yeah. Soon. That'll be good. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, boy. Nice one. Awesome. Nice to bit. see you, dude. I'll speak to you see soon. See yourself, Al. Bye, baby. See Bye. yourself, Al. Lock us in. <laughs> I enjoyed today. It's yeah, been... it's been good, actually. I've really looked forward to, 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 to today, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> That's the bit. <laughs> I, get what, I get what we did yeah. there. Ruffles. <laughs>
Uh, we we are laughing. Um, how is your week looking and your weekend and things? Uh, so tomorrow night, i.e. last night, I went. I am going to the cinema with my dad. How was uh, it? To, to, I've definitely to, done that before. To see, to see, I saw the trial of Chicago, the Chicago Seven, <laughs> uh, which is coming out on Netflix in a few weeks, but it's getting a theatrical release uh, in some cinemas this week. So, um, yeah. going to go and see that, which I'm quite looking forward to. Um, so, yeah, we'll speak about that in a few weeks when it's on Netflix. And um, um, yeah, I don't know what else really. Just chilling out, maxing and relaxing. Amazing. Hopefully, the rain will ease off a little bit. What about you? What do we do? Uh, it is my wonderful wife's birthday tomorrow or oh, yesterday, okay. depending on. Well, yes, she had a wonderful <laughs> day, or is having it is going to have a nice day. Yeah. Let's ask her. Did you Did you have a nice birthday? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, yeah. What did I get you? Just tell me now so I can I can order it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll we'll hopefully do something nice. She's writing a dissertation um, still, Lovely. so she's going to be doing that all weekend. But I'm going to do a nice big roast, probably. Excellent. Get the house ready. I made, I made a one man roast on Sunday. I was one very proud roast. of myself. Nice. Yep. Well, when nice. we went to the airport, um, mm. I was. Uh, oh, Jane was working, sh- wasn't she? Yeah, I put a lamb shoulder in the slow cooker and oh. uh, I got back and uh, I did my special Yorkies. I did my own Yorkies and you roasties. And killer Yorkies and, and killer scrambled eggs as well, which oh, we yeah. cannot replicate. Yeah, I know. And uh, I didn't I didn't have the scrambled eggs with the roast. But, um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, was, uh, uh, yeah but um, yeah, and I, I met my mum and dad around and like, I was basically just like a hero. I, oh, I also went out into the garden uh, harvested. Got on the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I picked a harvest, took a harvest, uh, came in, peeled them, and make it made an apple crumble as well. Uh, yeah, came in, peeled Probably them. Proud of myself. <laughs> and yeah. then I made a crumble. <laughs> hey. um, we, uh, um, so yeah, I was, yeah, I'm on my roast at the minute. Fantastic. Well, I yeah. am going to. We're going to watch Midsummer. I cannot wait. We'll have yeah, a, a new release, enough. hopefully, a new release or some sort of classic to watch next week. It's going to yep. be wonderful. We are building towards our twentieth episode. Uh, yeah. What three, two, three? Well, two more weeks. What's this? Seventeen. So this is seventeen. So we're building to our next film, Fight Club. If you have any controversial opinions about particular films that you want to argue your case mm. with us, let us know when we will get you lined up for our film fight club. Uh, we've yeah. got some cool things lined up in the coming weeks. We've got some, some really interesting guests uh, coming on. We've got some cool little activities that Greg and I are going to, well, stressful situations we're going to put ourselves in fairly soon. Greg, you look a little bit scared. Um, oh yeah. Well, we'll talk, we're not going to give that away. We'll talk about that in a few weeks, I think. Um, yeah. maybe two weeks I don't yeah. Um, yeah wonderful positive ending password what are we doing oh well I nearly forgot if I'm honest with um, you. what have we been talking about it's got to be something to do with cats hasn't it let's, let's face it furball let's go for furball let's go for furball fantastic because that's uh, I would rather eat a furball than watch that effing <laughs> film again Jesus yeah. wept it, it was it was it's so weird i kind of enjoyed watching it because it was terrible 
But as I said earlier, really not in that sense of like, it was so bad, it was good. It was just, I enjoyed how much of a car crash it was. It was, yeah, it was like I, a car crash, like, you know, you get that the, sick pleasure from, look, you know. Well, the, the nice thing that about what we do now is even if you're watching a terrible film, you can take enjoyment from coming up with, with all your terrible <laughs> observations and yeah, uh, making, you, making you notes about how godforsakenly awful it is. Yeah. And that's quite enjoyable, sadistically. Yeah, it is beautiful um yeah so everybody please uh share the podcast obviously listen to the podcast share the podcast like us uh rate the podcast please subscribe to us get involved uh, get involved definitely dance on film pod on the twitter and instagram get involved then dance (laughs) on film pod uh yeah but we've had so much like loads and loads of messages each week it's been brilliant um, keep them coming in. We love hearing from everybody. Uh, have you fancy dropping in? Drop in. Yeah, uh, we record in. this on a Wednesday night. Just let us know if you fancy dropping in, just to give you opinion or, you know, girls. We've got a lot of girl listeners, but we've not had any girls dropping in yet. We've got a lot of guy listeners who are like, "Yeah, I'll come on and give you homework," or "I'll come on and speak about musicals." But like, yeah, some of you girls, we know you're listening because you know yeah. you send us. Your thoughts, but we see the demographics on the analytics. Well, I'm very tired, Greg. It's lovely yeah. seeing you. Have I'm going to go and play some Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Too. I'm going to go uh, to bed. I'm going to go in downhill I'm not an animal, and get the secret Animal tape. like you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> people don't care about this, Greg. Ciao. We'll be and leave you. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.